Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right, welcome in. I am not Kevin Foote, as we know by now. I am filling in. I am George Faust. Thanks so much for staying uh, put and uh, hanging out uh, as RP3 wrapped up uh, his show. And uh, now we kick off footnotes here. Um, Got some cool things to talk about today. Obviously, um, we're one day away from the College World Series, and that's going to be a lot of fun. I like talking about that. I, there's a there's there's an excitement uh, surrounding the uh, the actual event and and the uh, it's a it's a championship. And then obviously we talked yesterday uh, with Kevin Killer Kaminsky and uh, about the Stanley Cup and uh, that game that game one was uh, I, I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm not gonna lie, but. Watching the, the 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 end of that game, I mean, hockey hockey's an exciting sport, man. There's no doubt about it. And uh, it was funny because you know, at the end of that, it went into overtime, and uh, Colorado won. And K- uh, Killer had uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Avalanche winning seven in seven. So uh, they've got one. <laughs> they just need uh, three more to capture the cup. So uh that was that was pretty cool. Uh but but we'll talk a little bit about that uh as we've got uh some college uh baseball. We've got some uh hockey the Saints are in mid-season form uh <laughs> practice-wise anyway as they get things rolling uh in their mini camp. Uh, there's a lot to talk about with that as uh, obviously uh, one of the big the big question marks uh for the Saints obviously is that running back and and what what will they do and uh, how will they handle handle that uh that situation with uh Alvin Kamara but uh everybody seems to be just going full steam ahead they Jameis Winston uh is kind of getting used to his role uh as as the man as the starter as the one uh who uh everybody needs to kind of rely on uh he's going to be the 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 face uh, of the team with regards to um, how how they how they perform and and so we'll take your thoughts on that. I know uh, a lot of Saints fans um, have different varying opinions, whether it be uh, but I whether it be uh, you know you're for Jameis, so you think he's going to struggle, or you, you, I, everybody wants him to do well. I don't think there's any question about that. I think Jameis uh, has the ability. Um, it's a matter of. Uh, him uh, going out and executing, and and he he brought up some interesting points uh, the other day about uh, Jameis did about uh, kind of stepping into this role and and being comfortable with it, and 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 that's uh, I guess a, a little bit. Hopefully, he's matured a little, and when he gets out, I, I like I like him. I think he's got a good. Uh, I think he I liked I hated him when he played for Tampa. But I like him because now he's the he's the guy who can help the Saints uh, get to another uh, Super Bowl. And I I think people are uh, like national pundits. I think they're definitely sleeping on what the, what the Saints might be able to do this year. I think everybody's looking at uh, the Kansas City and they're looking at uh, uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals and, and the Rams and uh, I think. Uh, there's a possibility that the Saints might be able to be that that team that kind of kind of sneaks under the radar a little bit 
and uh, they're able to make some noise, hopefully in the postseason, as uh, as things get get going here in the uh, in the mini camp phase of the season. A lot of great uh, great football to uh, to to talk about. So we we'll do that. You can talk with us about that, and then uh, I know later on in the show we're going to talk some high school football. We as we've kind of done all week, just trying to kind of get a, get a grasp of what's happening in the high school world as a, a lot of teams have their their summer workouts right now and and uh, we're going to talk with uh rain high head football coach king gidry uh in the 10 o'clock hour uh check out what what the rain wolves are are, are going to do and and expect to do and how this new C, uh, select non-select split affects them uh they are one of the uh the 4a the 4a team one of the 4a teams that has the they're like on the bottom end of the 4A with regards to attendance. Uh, it, it, you know, so uh, they, they'd be one of the biggest 3A schools and one of the they are the smallest four one of the smallest 4A schools that's uh, so uh, it's an interesting dynamic with uh, rain high. they've got they've got a lot of talent. they've got uh, a returning quarterback and uh, so they'll, they'll have uh, they'll have some 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 weapons I guess on offense and and uh, we'll talk to Coach Kane Gidry about that, uh, about how how that team is going to shake out uh, in the 2022 season. Of course, we're also talking about uh, some of the uh, heartbreaking college losses. We've talked about some of those all week. Uh, uh, yesterday, I brought up the Boston College. Uh, I guess it was yesterday. All the days start start to run together a little bit. Uh, uh, so, but but Boston College in Miami, where Doug Flutie through that uh that hail mary at the end of the game quite quite the uh event i remember watching that game vividly uh and yeah it was just an amazing contest and and doug flutie won the heisman on that and boston college uh beat miami in in, in a stunning upset uh there. there there's a couple of other ones that i like i like to throw out as well for today and and they revolve around florida state and I think everybody who's a college football fan in the in the '90s they they remember. I mean, Florida State was pretty pretty solid, right? I mean, Bobby Bowden had that team rolling. Uh, they had guys like uh, Dion flying through there. They had other guys as well. I, I think Javon Walker uh, was was one of the guys, a wide receiver. You know, everybody knows him from around here. Played with the Packers for a long time, but a local guy and. Uh, he went to STM and, and and just a local guy, but but one of the some of the craziest college football games that ever happened happened uh, because of uh, the kickers and the wide rights. There was one in 1991. Uh, there's uh, just a just it happened like three times in a row uh, or two times in a row uh, that where that came down to a kick and. And the situation, the kicker just hits it wide, wide right, and uh, so that was quite the interesting, um, the interesting series there. That one, one of those ones in 1991, uh, one of those games. Uh, so that that was a heartbreak, no doubt, a, another heartbreaking, gut wrenching loss. Um, and and earlier in the week we talked about how the uh, it doesn't have the, these heartbreaking college losses. That if you you want to reminisce about some of your favorite heartbreaking losses, it doesn't exactly have to be. It doesn't exactly have to be a game. Uh, it could be some kind of 
um, you know, a, a loss of a coach. And I, I brought up the fact that, you know, Tommy Tuberville bolted for Auburn uh, after getting shellacked in the Egg Bowl one year in 19, I think it was 98, uh, and then said, no, I'm not going to Auburn. But then, sure enough, next day he's at Auburn. So uh, there's other ones as well. Uh, there's one uh, – <laughs> This is an interesting one. I, I was looking up the other day, and it's 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 kind of it's 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 heart wrenching, but it, and heartbreaking, but not because a team lost something. More so because a the potential of a of a particular person was never reached, and that's Marcus Dupree. Now, Marcus Dupree was a running back. And he was coming out of uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi. The Philadelphia Tornadoes used to cover him when I worked in Mississippi. Uh, not Marcus Dupree, the school. Uh, and so du- Marcus Dupree was this unbelievable running back talent. They even did a, a whole 30 for 30 on him on the uh, uh, the ESPN uh, 30 for 30s. They, they have a whole uh, story about him and how he went to – he decided to go to Oklahoma – and he went to Oklahoma, had a phenomenal season. It was it was one of the one of the best freshman years in, in, in college football. And then basically, uh, because of you know m- money and back behind the scenes type of uh, deals and things of that nature, he just the, uh, his uncle uh, got him hooked up, and he said, "You're leaving Oklahoma. You're going to Southern Miss." And uh, yeah, so he 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 was kind of misguided or misled a little bit, and then he missed out really on his shot to the NFL, and ended up playing for speaking of the professional football and USFL again. Uh, that's just kind of rehashed, but the New Orleans Breakers, and I'll never forget Marcus Dupree because he I was seven years old, and I'm in the locker room looking at. Uh, I had an opportunity to go on the field after the games, and they were they were pretty good. Those New Orleans Breakers back in the day, and uh, and went in the had a chance to go in the locker room, and sure enough, uh, the local media there interviewing Marcus Dupree, and uh, I was sitting in there, and I was just lucky enough to have that opportunity to go in the locker room uh, back then, and it was it was it was crazy. I knew I wanted to do some kind of uh, broadcasting uh, when I was young because of that opportunity and and what happened and, and you know so it, it's always been uh, a great uh, uh, kind of because I I know Marcus I, I like a little bit I know of him I don't know him but I know of him and uh, I, he he resonates and uh, just so much talent and he eventually did get a chance in the NFL but it was well into his prime uh, past his prime and. So he didn't he didn't get a chance to flourish like many people think uh, think he possibly could. So what we'll do is we'll uh, you guys are welcome to call in. We'll chat. We'll got college World Series. Uh, whatever who you think is going to win the college World Series. I have a bracket. I did a bracket of the college World Series. Uh, not a lot of people are are able to do 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 that. Um, and uh, so. Uh, not a lot of people do it anyway. It's just because it's it's kind of a it's only eight teams and it's not it doesn't have that big allure of the college basketball uh, NCAA. Um, and so, 
we are. I, I just filled one out for the heck of it, and uh, we'll. Kind of, I'll kind of break mine down. Uh, what I who I think is going to win when you know where they're going and uh, it's a uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, A and M's a hot team right now. Uh, Texas is always a a, a, a staple at uh, at the College World Series. So is Stanford, but uh, yeah, it's it's funny with four. Four SEC teams, all SEC West teams, uh, and Texas and Oklahoma, both in the College World Series. Those two schools eventually going to be SEC schools. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of uh, that's interesting. And and so uh, we'll talk a little bit. I, I I like the College World Series. I want to get your take on it. See what you think about uh, if the, my Ole Miss Rebels have a shot uh, or who has the best shot. A and M's playing hot. Arkansas always uh, seems to play pretty well in Omaha. We'll see what happens uh, as we uh, roll on here. So uh, we have that and heartbreaking losses. And you can all get get in touch with us on the game hotline. It's 337-706-0111. That's the number you can call if you want to be a part of the show. And if you want to talk some Major League Baseball or whatever, I'm game for that as well as uh, – We've got the Astros kind of rolling on here, and uh, they were sit- sitting in uh, in the top spot in the AL West, and they've continued to impress me a little bit. But uh, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of teams out there, a lot of fans out there that don't dislike uh, uh, the fact that the the Astros are winning, and uh, they they they're, they're they're still in first place in the AL West here. Um, and they've 39 wins, 24 losses, and uh, they're rolling along. They, they're five and five in their last ten, so uh, at the Mendoza line. But that's the best uh, as of right now. That's the best uh, ten game stretch in, in the West. The Mariners are the other team with a five and five ten game stretch there. So uh, we can talk about all of that uh, right here on the show. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We'll have uh, much more. We'll talk some college. World Series baseball as we kind of roll through this Thursday edition of Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin Foote. 337-706-0111. The lines are wide open. Give them a call. Come on. Let's chat a little bit about some sports. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. How much does Foot despise the San Francisco 49ers? Well, you be the judge. I love turning 50 because I was no longer a 49. Back to Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into the show as uh, we get things rolling. How about this? Uh, Rescue uh, Fest is Saturday, June 25th at Park International. It's a day of live music featuring the Sarah Russo Band, Jet 7, Layla Laverne, Hunter Corville, and Cam Nelson. There'll be plenty of food, games, and even a raffle. Rescue Fest is a fundraiser for the Rescue You Group of Acadiana, a group that provides financial and emotional assistance to grieving families of child loss. To buy tickets, go to Eventbrite or visit rescueugroup.org. 
All right. Uh, let's uh, jump right into it as uh, we've got some phone calls. We've got uh, Mark on the line, correct? Mark, uh, uh, how's it going? Oh, pretty good, man. It's Martin. M-A-R-T-I-N. My bad, Martin. I'm sorry. I, uh, hey. I, I, I misinterpreted. Go ahead, Martin. Oh, no, you're good. Hey, hey. I love foot to death and everything, but I, I got one question. Can we have you back next week, too? You've done an awesome job this week, man. <laughs> well, but I'm I, sure Foot, I'm sure, I'm sure Foot's ready to get some steam off his no, chest, oh, though. So we gotta let him do that, so he don't have a heart attack, you know. Absolutely, no. Look, hey, I love filling in. It's a good time, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to take Kevin's spot. Kevin, Kevin's <laughs> one of my favorite radio hosts, man. He reminds me of a, of a, a guy I used to intern for in New Orleans, Buddy Deliberto. So, uh, Buddy D. Yes, man. sir. Everybody, I love Kevin Foot the dead to do. Dude, hey, I got a question for you, buddy. Yes. Okay, so you, so you know how do you know how you know that your team is really really bad? <laughs> Let me uh, go when, ahead. Go ahead. How how do you know? How do you know your team's really really bad? When okay, when you hold the biggest collapse in sports in all of sports history, and I'm talking about when the Yankees blew up. 3-0 series lead to my Boston Red Sox, okay? All right. You, all you had to do was win. Was, win. All you had to do was win one game. Yeah. Couldn't do that. But anyway, but also <laughs> when your team cheats and you still can't win a World Series, and I say that because in the 2015-2016 season, the Yankees were using their bullpen, the bullpen phone to relay signals to the catcher uh, during their season, but once again, what happens? The commissioner pushes it under the desk because you know they the they the they the favorite they the favorite child of MLB. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, not gonna say nothing because that's their little darling. But like I, I told Paul that the other the other day, buddy, I said, look, you could say the Astros cheated, you could say my Red Sox cheated, but at least they won the World Series when they were cheating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. Hey, I know. Obviously, Martin, you're a huge baseball fan. You, you tell me, are you, do you like football as well, or no? Uh, which uh, do you? I can't. I can't. I, I, I Paul know who's my favorite team, and that's going to ignite him even more. I, I, I don't know if I want to say that too loud, but you, I know uh, my team stinks, and we can't get the job done. That, is that, you guess what? Who my? You're, who you're my a Cowboys fan. You're a Cowboys fan. Yes, sir, indeed, and I, I say it proudly. And like I tell Foot and I tell RP3 all the time, buddy, I was like, I know the mantra. There's always next year really well because we ain't won a Super Bowl since 90, what was it, 96. So uh, I know the mantra really well. And before I, our season even starts this season, I'm going to say it again. There's always next season because, yeah, we'll probably win about 14 games, 13, 12 games. We'll make it into the first round, and we'll find a stupid way to to lose the playoff game, and they'll disappoint me yet again. So I've, I've learned to not get my hopes up until we end the Super Bowl. Then maybe I might get a little a little confidence in my team. You know, you know, I mean. So, so explain this to me because I've always tried to figure this out. You live in Lafayette, right? I mean, or the Lafayette area, Cadiana, somewhere, right? Uh, I live. Abbeville, Louisiana. Okay, so yes, you live in in the Acadian area. Uh, how in the world does a does a guy from Abbeville, Louisiana, become a Cowboys fan and not a Saints fan? How does that because happen? Because when I was little, my dad also 
is a Cowboys fan, and I grew up watching Cowboys games with him, and I just fell in love, you know, with the team, and I like their colors. I like the star on the side, the helmet. You know, my favorite player was uh, Emmitt Smith, you know, and uh, I used to have posters of the Cowboys. So I always – and when – and and when I was little, my mom had some pictures of me. I got the little uh, Riddle uh, football uh, jersey, Cowboys football jersey on, and all that kind of stuff. So I always did. That's how I started loving the Cowboys. Not because you know we got five Super Bowl titles, you know, but that that's just I, my team, man. And so mean, you never, you know, I, I have to stick with it, man. You know, you never thought of pulling for pulling for the Saints. No, sir. Never, never, never throw my. I don't want to corrupt my mind with that, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 I love my Cowboys. I'm gonna I, stick it, with them to the end. And the reason, even though they disappoint, the reason I ask is because it, it baffles me as to how so many fans, so many people. I get it if you lived in like Alabama or Oklahoma or, or uh-huh. Arkansas, where there was no NFL team. And you just need uh-huh. to pick it. And then in the seventies, if you're younger, you know, you know, it was either the Steelers or the Cowboys. You're a fan, right? Uh-huh. I get that. But in a state where you have a team, I just don't understand why you don't pull well, for the team wait, so, that you can probably go to. That is two hours away. You can go to a game if you wanted to. And uh, and and I, I, I'm not knocking. I'm just curious. Like, I, it, it's really uh, it, it's interesting to me because you're not the only guy that likes the Cowboys. There's a ton of oh, them. No, uh, and most of them I'm say at, because in the '70s they, you know, the Saints were no good, so they picked they they had to pick a team, and it was the Cowboys or the Steelers. And then the steal it. Those were the two super. It's kind of like my son right now. He 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 likes Kansas City because Kansas City's uh-huh. good. He loves Pat Mahomes. He wants to, it, and I get that. But I but he also likes the Saints because I made sure that he can have his own team he likes. But he, first and foremost, well, we, no, we pull got, for the Saints. I, I I got Saints fans in the family, so I get the heat. You know, I understand. But also, uh, I'm gonna let you in on a secret too. Uh, Paul, he's not a Pelicans fan. He's a New York Knicks fan, and he pulling, he's pulling for the Celtics in, in the finals. That's why they lose it, because all the teams he pulls for, it, 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 they, they choke, man. I, 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 I told uh, I told Mesh that this afternoon. I said, if your Celtics end up losing in the NBA finals, you can blame it on, on, on Yankees fan Paul. Because well, he's pulling for your team, so I was like, I was like, I'm when he said he ain't pulling for the Golden State Warriors, I was, I was over the moon, man. Well, Martin, thanks for the call, and let me tell you something. Don't don't get mad at me, but in this next segment, we're going to oh, talk no, about never. Saints minicamp. So <laughs> we ain't talking about the Wait, Cowboys or Dak Prescott. We're talking about Saints minicamp. We're going to talk to a little defense uh, with Demario Davis, and we're going to talk uh, uh, some some Saints Saints minicamp stuff. Not we're not talking about the Cowboys over there in in, hey. in Irving, Texas. Right, and 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 uh. I'm 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 begging and pleading. I begged foot, but he didn't he didn't fall forward. But can y'all please take that garbage running back off our hands? He can be a backup. He's DKOLF man. Please just just take him from. We'll we'll take we'll we'll take a bag of chips and a and a. He's he needs to be off the team with his little crop top, with his and come on with his big with 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 his hair and all that kind. The team, man, you the reason you can't hold on to a football to save your life. But I'm making that's a story for another day. But I understand. We, we, go Cowboys and go Red Sox.
<laughs> All right. Thank you, Martin. Uh, appreciate the call. And, uh, yeah, I, I never understood that. I can't, never got that. Like, you live in the state of Louisiana. There's an NFL team here. They, you, you, but, but yet – I mean, there's people at our state at the at KLFY at the station. We have this conversation all the time, and they they love the Cowboys. I'm like, how do you yeah. love the Cowboys? You grew you, like I, the, the, I. I mean, I get it. The the Saints weren't that good in the 70s and 80s, but still, my favorite player isn't you know Bobby Bear. My favorite player was Archie Manning. Archie Manning never made it to the playoffs. He had two great years, and that was that was it with the Saints. And and yeah, I. I, I, <laughs> I mean, must said that was a Northern person, so he liked he liked the Cowboys. Right. So I love the Cowboys, and like we had the big huge blanket, a very comfortable blanket, by the way. <laughs> but it's like now because of like an old manager of mine and now Martin it's like oh anytime I see something about banter about the Cowboys it's like just sucking and anything <laughs> about them like why is there trash on my bed and it's like a comforter of Dallas Cowboys I said it to him because I think it's funny even though like if I you know if I have a team I'm watching a Dallas you know the Cowboys are playing somebody else I might pick the Cowboys because like the star because the star is really pretty yeah. but and you know, I watch Dallas Cowboys cheerleading, it's, but like right. so, I don't really care for the team. Saints is my Saints is the home. I mean, look, uniforms are one thing. I absolutely do. They have some of the the, the coolest uniforms. I I, I could I only I don't I don't really like that uh, the it, the the pants like that gray whatever. It doesn't match. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for the gray. It, it, it doesn't match. So uh, like it's just a kind of a I don't know. I I. But whatever. I, I'm a big uniform guy. Everybody knows this about me. I love I love putting uniforms together, matching, mixing and match. Yeah, that 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 it does look it does look good with the blue sh- when they wear their dark blue jerseys and those gray pants. That is that it that looks good with the gray uh, helmet with the star. Yeah, that does look good. It's not as good as the Saints. The Saints have one of the best uniforms. Uh, the, that white, the Saints white. Mm-hmm. Uh, color rush jerseys and uniforms, phenomenal. All they need to do now is add the black helmet. If they could add a black helmet to their, if they go black helmet, black jersey, white pants, I'm telling you that would be fly. I'm just saying they need to, they need to think about it. Luckily, fly is still a thing. So good job on that. <laughs> well, hey, you know I'm not that old, right? <laughs> I guess I'm not that old. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We'll we're gonna talk some Saints. We'll talk about the Saints mini camp as they kind of roll through. Day two was yesterday. Day three today of uh, Saints mini camp, and uh, they're getting some work done. And uh, one of the one of the exciting things about this team is that how good that defense is expected to be. We'll uh, check in on the Saints D coming up. Uh, we'll take a break. You're watching you're watching you're listening to you you could be watching right it's uh it's we're we're simulcast uh on uh, wait wait hang on i got this that's kind of far away you can watch us on the simulcast stadium 32.3 and on 133 lus fiber there you go and this is the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station your home for the lsu tigers and the houston astros we're back after this on footnotes i'm george it's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching Mop Up Time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. 
Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case foot passes out. Back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I'm just curious, what what is this music, by the way? Is this Kevin picking this out? Yes, we finally updated his music since he first started his show. Uh-huh. Like some odd years when he first picked his music. Probably updated it like twice now. So we've picked this. That's the only song out of all of them, because I'm trying to, you know, steer away from getting my stuff taken off the websites, is the only song that has words in it. And it's so hard getting foot to come in when that song plays before it says hey everybody i have no idea what the rest of the song says i saw that one line i don't like, like i've never even heard that what i don't even know what that song is it's uh he, so he it's picked, a long way there by little river band oh okay i've wow. never heard that so uh, I, I yeah i that's i mean it's cool i was just curious that I, I know like i don't since it's not my show i don't get to you know image it so to speak with, with the music <laughs> but uh my i don't know that i'd, I'd have selected that it's all good though he, he, oh, yeah. he look it's <clears> it's, <throat> it's it's his his uh his prerogative oh yeah there's only like i think <laughs> out of the 12 songs we play for the whole show i think i only know like four <laughs> and now like like the the game hurdle where you can like listen to a piece and like you gotta guess the answer or whatever that I know some more songs now because they'll like be these songs, and I'm like, huh, oh, I know that I one. Know that one. Right, right, right. Yeah, I I would be a little. I, I would prop my show. It, it would have probably a little more uh, country flair. I don't know. That's just because. Hey, I'm, I I would be I, down I, to I, produce I, your show. Uh, country flair. <laughs> just throw a little bit. Throw a little bit of a uh, of a uh, of country in there. Some 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 new stuff. Some some old stuff. You know. Oh little, yeah. A little bit of everything. A little Brooks and Dunn, a yeah, little bit absolutely. of Garth. Yeah, it, brand, throw, throw, could you imagine coming back to Brand New Man, you know, on a on a Friday morning? Uh, brand New. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, little. People have foots are doing like a theme where he like one time a week or like a month will just play a random genre that he has no non-knowledge of any of it that's funny no but it's cool i i I was just curious where that because i'd never heard that song until and then and then uh you know at the i like that at the end you you, you know the last hour the last block we come back it's kind of a uplifting little bit you know oh yeah like usually and i I change it too i like change different songs of where i place them throughout the show on that stage is old time rock and roll because it's just so cool to go out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people know that song. You know, if you don't, scared like you know the nanny, anything else. Tom Cruise movie from the eighties, Risky Business. That that song that song was in there. Uh, anyway, all right. So that 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 was that. Um, <laughs> let's talk some Saints football. As uh, uh, you know, one of the strong suits of this team actually will again be the Saints defense. And you know, they're in the second day, well, third day now of mini camps, and uh, it looks like they'll uh, the, they continue to improve, and they're trying to improve that defense and improve the the linebacking core. And obviously, the leader of the linebackers is Demario Davis, and he talked a little bit about. Uh, the way camp is going at this point. 
Yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's very early in the process, but it's good to, to be out here moving around, kind of getting a look at the whole roster and kind of how we all got to gel together. Um, we got some new pieces, some very good pieces, and so it's really about us being able to gel together and work together and find that chemistry. Yeah, and that's quite important because uh, when you look at what this team's been been able to accomplish, uh, having that chemistry is key. And one of the new guys is is a guy named Peter Warner uh, Werner, and he is a uh, he's a he's a new linebacker. And and Demario talked a little bit about where he kind of sees him fitting in. Well, I played a lot with him last year. He probably had one of the better years for a rookie defender. I'm a very smart linebacker, very athletic player. I mean, anytime. You're able to play next to a guy that's smart and, and quick, and you know they're going to get the job done, make a lot of plays. It's exciting. And so we're going to need him to play at a very high level this year, and he already proved that he can. And and what's interesting about Werner is he, he you know, last year he was a rookie, played eight games for the Saints, had 62 tackles. So he, he can be productive for the Saints, and they're going to need that uh, if they hope uh, hope to continue to uh, take a step forward and try and get back to the uh, to the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl, of course, a place that, uh, you know, DeMario Davis wants to get. And uh, a guy, new guy on the team, you know, Tyron Matthew, He's been there before. He's got the Super Bowl ring. He's he's ready to go. And and uh, Demario talked a little bit about about Honey Badger and, and exactly how uh, the new additions are going to help out. You know, certain guys around the league that you want to play with just because they're a dog. You know, it's a term that's thrown around loosely. Everybody want to be a dog, but you know, real dogs know who the dogs are, and he's one of them. And so, being able to bring somebody like him in the locker room is, is just phenomenal. You know, Marcus May, I got a chance to play with Marcus when he was a, a rookie, and I was impressed then and even more impressed now. You know, with those guys, you know that that they care about ball, you know, and, and they around the clock they're going to be studying and making sure that they're ready to go for their team, and that's what you really need, especially when you get to playing the high-level football that, that we're accustomed to playing. And so, you know, having those guys be able to come in and, and get the reps with the guys that they're going to be in with is, is very important just from a communication standpoint and understanding how different guys play. That's very big. And so just excited to have guys like that. You know, being able to get defensive tackle like Street is, is, is huge. You know, being able to have somebody to get the inside pressure like him, Big O, and, and some of the other guys. We made a lot of good moves that is going to put us in a position to be even more dominant for a defense than we're going to have to be for this team. And one of one of the crazy things is about uh, you know yesterday is it, they we're gonna we're gonna talk to uh, hear from uh, C J Garner Johnson uh, in a little bit but uh, that 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 guy he got he got uh, excited yesterday talking about uh, you know a lack of respect for the Saints and and things of that nature um, and so uh, when you when you look at what the Saints defense had you know it's it's important to to play. Uh, with a purpose, and sometimes that purpose is, uh, you know, you have that chip on your shoulder and you're you're tired of being disrespected. And sometimes uh, that comes out, and, and it seems like uh, CJ had, had a little bit of a, a moment uh, trying to get, uh, I don't know, maybe fire, firing the guys up. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, he's, he's, re- he's ready to go. It, it, look, take a listen to CJ as he talks about, uh, you know, just uh, – Get, being tired of, of of you know the the, the burden here. Just tired of having that burden on our shoulder. What you guys can and can't do. 
Focus on what we can do. Uplift us. Like, what can y'all do? Man, you see it. We got the best defense in the room, in the league. The only team that pitched a shutout on Tom Brady in the past, what, 10 years? Come on, man. People are dialed in in this locker room. People are dialed in. And no disrespect to Tom, he's a great player. Y'all know that. He's a great player, phenomenal player. But when a lot of that get overlooked, the defense get overlooked by because who we playing, y'all know that. The defense versus Tom Brady. We're not the Saints. And so he, he's not lying. He ain't wrong. <laughs> he ain't wrong there. When you look at, at what the Saints were able to do and, and have done at Tom Brady, uh, it, it's it's pretty pretty impressive. Look, there's much more from CJ we're going to hear from uh, coming up. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some more Saints. We'll get your thoughts on the Saints if you want. 337-706-0111 is the number to call. Uh, and uh, we'll be back right here on the game. This is Footnotes. I'm George Faust and for Kevin. And uh, we are you are listening to us on 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. All right. Welcome back. Hey, it's the game's birthday, and this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate 10 years of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Join us at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey Wednesday. There will be delicious wings and amazing door prizes, including station swag, Astros tickets, a 50-inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from The Wash donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, and so much more. In addition to Crunch Time, with Migaz and Mesh. They will be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B-Dubs on Wednesday from 4 to 9 for the game's 10th birthday bash. All right. Getting back to some Saints football for a second here as uh, we continue to to kind of break down the defensive side of things. And, and it was C.J. Garner-Johnson. He was really making some noise uh, yesterday with regards to um, just, uh, you know, feeling that, that look, welcome to New Orleans, man. That's that, The Saints have been disrespected in the league for forever. I mean, all you have to do is look back at the no call uh, in the playoffs against the Rams. You can look back at – you can even go further back than that. I mean, just – the the bounty gate that was something that you know we kind of we alluded to it a couple of days ago with with regards to like you know just a lack of uh, there is a lack of respect I believe from I, I don't know if it's actually from the front office of the NFL or if it's uh, what it is but they, they it's a small market team so naturally there's a lack of of some kind because you're not in New York Chicago or L A or Houston or Atlanta. You know, heck, if Atlanta was a good team, man, they'd be blowing them up. It's kind of like the Braves, right? The Braves get get obviously the Braves are pretty good. They won the World Series this past season, but uh, when it when it happens, they they don't have a problem blowing it up and giving it all their it, its due. Uh, because they're in a big market, a big city. When, when the Saints uh, do well, 
they give them due, but they don't give they don't blow it up like as if it's the best thing since uh, you know sliced bread. But to, so there is uh, what I'm saying is C.J. Garner Johnson. <laughs> Get used to the disrespect. I mean, you've been here long enough to realize that, you know, the Saints aren't the NFL's darling uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know if that changes now because Sean Payton's not the head coach. But uh, CJ talked about uh, being motivated uh, and, and where that where that comes from. You know what motivate me? Y'all saw me today with my son? That's what motivate me. I don't care about talking trash to nobody. That don't motivate me, son. That's my job. If I'm motivated to beat the next person, I'm, I'm just like this. If I'm motivated to outclout or look for something to uplift, I'm good on that, bro. I don't care about that. I got a son to feed. I got twins to feed. I don't, I don't care about none of that. I don't, I don't chase none of that thing. It's going to come to me. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, he's playing for his son, and that, that's a great motivational uh, uh, tool to, to have, no doubt about it. Uh and, you know, there, it's going to be an interesting defensive backfield for the Saints. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of new moving parts. And, and, and so one of those is obviously playing playing with uh, Tyron Matthew. And, and CJ talks about that as well. It make you feel even better. Look where this guy come from. You know, look what Marshawn came from. You got pro bowlers in the room. You got no choice but to play up this expectation. And that's what I've been doing. That's what Postal Medivo been doing. That's what PJ Williams been doing. Can't speak on everybody, but from our room and from my perspective, like I just feel like we tired of being disrespected. That makes sense. Yeah, and look, there's a goal in mind for this team. If you, if you, uh, if you, the goal is is the Super Bowl, and I think uh, that that doesn't happen with every. I mean, yes, every team wants to win a Super Bowl. There's no doubt about it, but. Uh, is every really literally there's only a handful of teams that can actually say we're going to be playing in January with a shot to get to the Super Bowl and and with a realistic shot at it and I think to be honest I really believe that the Saints have that opportunity CJ Garner talked about the reason they're here and that's to get to the big game Consider all these playmakers on the team, ain't no way we should be considered we only eight games. And I'm speaking for my teammates. That's who I am. The team know who I am. Front office know who I am. I'm a fiery guy I like to win. I'm not here to forget the money right now, bro. I'm here to win. We ain't bring all these people in here for nothing. We ain't bring all these people in here for, oh, CD Deuce to get a new contract. We ain't bring all these people in here for Marshawn Lattimore to get. No, we brought the people in here so we can win a Super Bowl. That's what we here for. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you want to hear from your players. And this guy's got the talent to back it up. And if he's in the wide receiver's head, more power to him. If he was on the other team, I'd hate him. If he's on, But he's on my team. And so I don't have a problem with C.J. Gardner-Johnson talking smack and getting in people's ears and, and having a guy push him and knock him down because he's telling, saying, you know, your mama wears army boots. You know, I, like that doesn't bother me. Like that's – that is what hey he's good at his job that's part of the job to smack talk to the wide receivers so that they they get off of their game if if it's taking you off of your game and that's why on the other side if you're the the wide receiver you need to have a you need to be strong minded i mean look I, that's the way it is you need to be strong minded if you can't handle it 
then then go ahead hit him punch him back that's fine you'll be sitting watching on the bench you have to have a you have to be mentally tough tough enough to handle an insult that means absolutely nothing absolutely nothing in the in the game of football like he's doing that on purpose to get in your head now if you don't if you don't if you can't handle it get out the kit if you if it's too much heat get out the kitchen you know so i i I just i i i think i'm excited about uh the way he's talking because that that to me it's it'd be one thing if the saints had no quarterback and no 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 talent on on either side of the ball and this guy's spouting off like this everybody'd be like oh whatever that ain't the case that is not the case no now when you add everyone you've added exactly like wh- why would they add him if they're gonna have a better game right what i want to realize and i want to we'll talk about it when we come back from okay. this commercial break but is do we think the media is mainly betray- portraying the team like this because they don't know what's going on with Alvin Kamara? that's my question if they're hanging their hats on the Saints being good with Alvin Kamara, and that's it. Is that why they're putting us down like this? I, that's my question. That that's an interesting question, and 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 we can we can delve into it a little bit after at the after the top of the hour for sure. Because I I, I you have to be mentally tough, and and look, C.J. Garner Johnson, he, he's gonna get in your head if he if he can. So, uh, all right, that's gonna do it for this hour. We'll take a break. We'll be back. I'm George in for Kevin here on Footnotes. Uh, we're, you're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros, your sports station in Southwest Louisiana. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm George Faust. Start of the second hour of the show here on Footnotes. Uh, Kevin's still uh, away on vacation, so I'm here, and uh, we're going to tell you a little bit more about uh, the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. Can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you will have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou or a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go sign up today. And uh, just real quick, Hannah, I, I noticed this. It says, I, let me read it like it says. So go sing up today. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> just I, I, I made the, the, the edit on the fly there, but it's <laughs> go sing up today. I was like, okay, cool. It, it said that yesterday. No, that's Ooh, the only reason. Raymond. No. <laughs> is that who that is? I, I don't, I'm not <laughs> calling anybody out. I'm not calling anybody out. It's all good. No, you know, uh, I did. Fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we were talking about C.J. Garner-Johnson, right, before the break. And, and you know, it's uh, I, the whole the whole reason, he, I guess, he went off on a tangent yesterday after uh, after the Saints minicamp, second minicamp uh, practice, um, was he was uh, apparently on NFL Network and 
he felt I guess he felt a little disrespect by the by them and and why and so uh it, it's just uh but I mean look that comes with the territory of playing in New Orleans it, it, people don't, don't view New Orleans as a big market it's not I mean it's not it's a, it's a medium market at, at best and uh so it, it's not uh it, they're they're not the Houston's, they're not the uh, the the LAs or the New Yorks or the Chicago's. So it's definitely uh, a little bit, but that doesn't mean there's not great football that comes out of there. And I think, uh, especially if you're in the in it and you know how good you're playing, you know when you when you get get that that uh, that level of of disrespect, he 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 had had enough, I guess, and and. So, yeah, he, I mean, he even talked about the the the, the portrayal of, of of how the media looks at uh, the them. They they feel like we ain't got nothing over here. Our fans know what we got, but let's just be real. Y'all see what's going on TV? They got us going eight and four, seven and nine. Like what? Yeah. So the, I mean, there's. A, I definitely think they're going to win more games, more than eight games. I think they're going to win more games. Yeah. Than, they're going to win not, more than nine games. They're good. This is on paper right now. This team is a very good team. They got. I, I am very optimistic about the the what lies ahead. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. You brought up the point, uh, uh, Hannah, about wh- whether that's because you know people are are, are uh, with the Camara issue. If they they see you know. A, they're not going to have Alvin Kamara, so they're they're, and I think they they probably are looking at that and going, oh, he's going to be gone six games, right? But like if you like, I could see them saying eight and four, seven and nine. You know, I can see all that before they had the draft. But with what they took in the draft, what they've signed in free agency, who they've taken, like you know, the yeah. Honey Badger and Juice and all, having all of those guys. And then knowing that they're all behind Dennis Allen, like a hundred percent, they are dialed in. They're like, you know what, Sean Payton, yeah, he left. Drew Brees, yeah, he left. Doesn't matter. We have Jameis Winston coming back, who is supposed to be completely healthy. You have Taysom, where he's supposed to be. People are still bringing up Ian Book somehow. I don't know how the heck that's happening, <laughs> but you know, it's a different story. Yeah. But like having all these guys and having people show to OTAs or like at mini camp, like these guys, there's some things that are voluntary and they're showing up. They're like, hey, we have these new additions. We're going to show these guys when it comes to, you know, game day, first game over the season. We're going to show them what we've been working on because we were able to put it all together and kind of like glue ourselves to know, okay, this is how we need to work because if this is who this is, this is his weakness, his strength. Like, there's no way with whether I'm not sure they're going to be 100% Super Bowl contenders, like to be in the Super Bowl game, but getting to the playoffs. Yeah, of course. I mean, they were I, I, one out, and they just because they had five different quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, I and they think were one out. They had, they had, they have the uh, the the squad to to get. It's a playoff caliber team, no doubt about it. There's, I I, I can't. Uh, but now here's the other thing. There's the, the other teams in the in the NFC South. I th- I don't necessarily think Tampa is going to be as as good as people think they that they're going to be. Um, I, I do. I think Carolina is probably going to be in the middle too, but a, a lot of people saying Atlanta might be pretty good. So uh, <laughs> if Atlanta's good then, and, and the Bucks are good, that's going to make for fun. And you never know. Every year, you know, you think, all right, here, here we go. Uh, we kind of can predict. All right, it'll be Tampa Saints, you know, uh, Carolina Falcons, and, and then 
who know that the Falcons come out and have a phenomenal year or something like that. So that happens too. Um, at this point, I would say that the Saints are, are, are on the – I mean, obviously we're here in the mini camp stages, but I think the Saints have, have the, 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 the um, inside track at, at, the, at the NFC South. I think they're going to win. Like, to me, I don't, see, I don't see Atlanta being better than them. I don't see Carolina being better than them. The only one you really have to worry about is, is the Bucks right now, and that's strictly – in my mind, it's strictly because of Tom Brady. If Tom Brady would have stayed retired, um, then I don't even think that we're talking about that. I think the Saints, I think the the, the NFC South would be wide open and and the Saints would have one of the uh, more stellar defenses and that's what's going to get you a title. And then hopefully your, off, hopefully your offense doesn't uh, kind of throw you out of games. And uh, that's that's the key. I don't uh, see that. I think their defense is going to end up being what's going to pull them through. Yeah, I, I completely I mean, they believe that. so many people that on there. And so many that they've added, I think, that them being dialed in and being there to like lifting each other up and, you know, hey, I, I know I'm good. Like, I have the confidence that I'm a great player. And you say you're good. Well, I'm gonna be better than you. I'm better. Than you know, back and forth like a it's like a test. It's like a <laughs> constant competition between players, which is a good thing. And knowing that CJ, he was like, you know what? I can talk all the smack I want because I know the job I have to do, and the reason I'm doing it is for my kids, which is what you want to hear from a player, especially in the kind of family and like the culture we are in New Orleans and you know in Louisiana. Yeah. So I just there's there's no way they're not playoff contenders am i 100% set on the fact of them being in the super bowl the final game not yet well i think maybe a couple of weeks in probably can can tell that from their first couple of weeks but i think the camara thing is just a smite maybe it's like on the back burner it's not 100% on the front burner i think right now for them yeah and we don't even know if that's going to happen if that if that that might be next year before that happens. Right. There's some people are saying, like, there's so many rumors. You have some saying yeah. he's out for the entire season. There's some saying he won't get suspended or have any games out until the second half of the season. Or, you know, they could do what they did to Deontay Harris Hardy, like I had on my fantasy football team, and I didn't have him out until, you know, worst time to have him out. But I have him out until, you know, two, three weeks before the playoffs he would even start. So I'm like, it just depends on what they're going to do. There's no way. It just depends what happens in August. But I don't think that's what contends and if they go to playoffs or not. It's just him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and they can, I mean, they're going to do what they need to do to find a, a, a suitable replacement. I know there's, there. it's not, he's he's a, a unique talent, but he's also a running back. And running back spans in the NFL only last, their, their average career is three years. So uh, to have, to, to have a guy for as long as we've had him, which I think we're coming up on four or five years, uh, maybe four, he's been in the league, maybe five. So, I mean, at some point, usually what happens is the running backs kind of tail off a little and you can, and the saints have proven the theory that you don't have to have, have to draft uh, a great running back to be considered to, to have a good running game. Pierre Thomas was an undrafted free agent. And Pierre Thomas scored a touchdown for the Saints in the Super Bowl. So, uh, and and was a was a phenomenal athlete uh, for the Saints over the uh, 
over the course of his his tenure. And and the Saints have been really good at finding. I don't know if this is all Sean Payton or if it's Mickey Loomis or who whoever it might be, but uh, they were really good at finding those guys. Chris Ivory is another guy who kind of caught some fire right with the Saints and then ended up being able to get a payday with the Jets and things of that. So things work out uh, for those guys after they, they kind of make their name here. So, uh, which, yeah, you get them while they're good here. And, uh, and then, yeah, go ahead. If you, if you leave fine, so be it. It will. And, and if you make it uh, great, but if not, you know, we, we have you and we've got you for some of the more productive years of your career. And I think that's the logic uh, with regards to the running back position. So there's a way to find other running backs that maybe some people haven't heard of. Uh, the Saints seem to do that a lot, find those <laughs> running backs that nobody's ever heard of, but they're they're able to to, to yeah. produce. And, we, uh, uh, we drafted Alvin Kamara in 2017, third okay. round, 67th pick. All right, so there you go. So, yeah, he's he's been around a while, and, and that's good. I mean, he's still got a lot left. I'm not saying oh, that. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying the you know average average career is about three to three and a half years for for an NFL running back. So we'll see uh, we'll see what happens with that because that's gonna be that's gonna be you know that's gonna be a storyline the whole season until until it's taken care of. You know whether yeah. or not and I guess in August we'll find out because that's when the hearing is. But you yeah. might not know any. You might just know what comes of the hearing. You might not know what happens uh, to him the rest of right. the way. Because so. I mean, the, though you have a hearing and you know a yeah. verdict is found, does not mean the legal processes are done with to be able to be confirmed and put through like the records and all that to and a lot of t- and do a lo- anything. Yeah, and a lot of times the NFL works on their own timeline, you know, so uh, we'll see what happens. That's definitely a, a big talking point as the as the offseason wears on and we get into uh, a little closer to the start of the year uh with regards to games and stuff like that so all right we'll take a break we'll come back we'll uh we're going to talk some high school football now with uh, uh as we go uh we take our break we'll have kane gidry from the rain high wolves come on and uh, chat with us a little bit about high school football see what's happening uh for for the wolves and uh 2022 and uh what they expect their season to be like uh, coming up, uh, they've uh, finished off their their season. They have a a young quarterback uh, who's got some uh, got some reps now, and uh, so we'll see what all about that. We'll t- talk to Kane Gidry uh, of Rain High when we return here on Footnotes. I'm George Faust in for Kevin, and you're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 16th, 1975. The Milwaukee Bucks trade three-time MVP Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Walt Wesley to the L.A. Lakers for four players. Kareem would win three more MVPs and five titles with the Lakers. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back to the show. 
And uh, before we get going, let's uh, tell you about this. Trail is putting on a free all-day event this Saturday at Cafe 20.3 at 1500 General Mouton. In addition to free paddling, there will also be uh, a party featuring live music to help out the Mile Zero Heroes by raising awareness and funds to build the new Teat Fair Park and boat launch at Mile Zero of the Vermilion River. Donations and sponsorships are welcome. Trail will match up to $20,000 in donations. For more information, visit www.latrail.org. All right. All right. Uh, high school football is, uh, you know, they're in the stage of uh, summer workouts and things of that nature, getting ready uh, for there's some seven on seven situations going on as well uh, with regards to uh, kind of getting the guys ready. Uh, and the rain high uh, wolves are also in that mix. And uh, we, we've, we're joined by the head football coach of uh, the rain wolves, Kane Gidry. Kane, thanks so much for the time. How you doing this morning? I'm doing good, George. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, no problem. Doing well. And uh, so let's let's just start right here. Where where are you guys at right now? I guess workouts are going on and things of that nature. Are you uh, uh, are you pleased with the way the 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 guys are uh, handling the the workouts? Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, look. Every every year we get to this point, and and really it's an exciting time of the year for us, and we enjoy it simply because. You know, we preach, you know, games in all in September, October, November. Those games are always going to be won, you know, in June, July, and August, right? So, uh, t- we just completed our second week uh, of workouts, and the, the participation has been great. Um, kids have been working hard. Uh, we were able to get a, a seven-on-seven um, game in, actually two games in this week. We're in the league at North Vermillion. Uh, so on Tuesday, we went over there and had a seven-on-seven. So um, it's an opportunity for us to, to, to first of all, you know, get in condition uh, and get our bodies where they need to be, but also to um, we work on some football-specific stuff and, and kind of hone in on the playbook and, and get some timing down between receivers and quarterbacks and the secondary gets a bunch of work. So um, the summertime is really a, a very important time. It's one that I like a lot. Um, and, and I think our kids are buying into it as well. And, and they're starting to, to see that, you know, the work that you put in in June, July, and August is, is, is going to be um, what you see in, in you know, uh, September, October, November. You know, uh, we, we preach we preach that, you know, um, we kind of use this analogy here. It's like building a house. So, um, the work that you put it put in on your house in the summertime, you know, is going to be um, what you get in the season. So, um, whatever adversity we we, we face in, during the season and, and things of that nature, depending on how how tough you built that house in the in the summer, is going to depend on how well it holds up in the fall. And when you talk about uh, some of the guys uh, that that are going to help you guys uh, this season, and who who are the guys you're looking at to kind of lean on? Uh, obviously, the players make the plays, and and uh, you have a returning quarterback that 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 should be uh, able to kind of offer some leadership on the field as well as off of it. Yeah, you know, going going into last season, you know, we had a bunch of question marks, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we uh, we lost a three year starter and quarterback quarterback in Colin Lacombe, so we were breaking in a new quarterback that we felt good about, you know, but but he was only a tenth grader in Dylan Judy's. Uh, 
you know, he proved to to be to, to be a leader and to, to have what it takes. Really, you know, if you look at the stats from last year, he, he threw for almost two thousand yards, twenty touchdowns, and against only ten interceptions. You know, um, ten seems like a lot, but for a sophomore, um, you know, it's really not that bad. You know, he made he made some really good decisions with the ball. Um, so moving forward, you know, fast forward to this year, like you said, he's he's you know he's going to be one of those those key leaders for us. You know, we know what we have in him now, um, so obviously we can build the playbook around him and kind of expand a little bit if you will you know also too we got a we got a few um skill guys that we really feel good about um again last year we had a bunch of question marks and we had a few young kids step in and, and make some plays uh you know kylan wheeler at receiver who was a, a true freshman last year uh honorable mention all state i think he caught uh 30 balls for around 800 yards and 12 touchdowns you know as a freshman so we'll get him back um and he's an explosive player um and we feel good about the skill we have on offense. You know, uh, a few question marks on the O line, but um, you know we have the pieces there. We just got to put it together. Yes, and then I'm guessing on defense. Look, I'm looking at the schedule from uh, last year. Uh, would y'all were six and five was the final tally? I'm guessing, coach. That's what. That's yeah. What this, so, yeah. It, we started four and zero in district. Start, started the season zero yeah. three. You know, we lost to Avoyles, who was a semifinalist in two A, a yeah. really good football team. We lost to them on the last second played the game, had them beat. Um, Cecilia, you know, kind of got after us a bit that second week, and then we played a really good church point team week three. Uh, you know, competed well for three and a half quarters, but they got got away from us late. So we started 0-3, uh, and then we reeled off, you know, five in a row um, and, and uh, you know, ended up playing for the district championship uh, week 10 against Washington Marin and and, uh, and beat them to finish 6-4, and four, you know, first outright district championship we had at Rain High. Since 1984, I believe it was. Uh, you know, we've shared the district championship before, but as far as undefeated district championship, that was the first time since the 80s. So something to be proud of, something to build on. Um, you know, and, and you know, a, a lot of young guys got a lot of time last year. So that's the, probably the most exciting part about it. You know, um, I hope we can get over that hump and get a playoff win. You know, we worked ourselves into getting the home playoff game last year and, and, and you know, drew uh, North DeSoto, who was a really, really good football team played a tough schedule um and they came in and, and and they and they got out there it's pretty good so hopefully, hopefully we can get over the hump and uh you know get a get a get our first playoff win as a staff you know we've been here just finished three years and unfortunately we've gone zero and three in the playoffs so that's going to be our next step gotcha uh talk about uh so i've been asking every all week long i've had coaches on uh area different area coaches and talking about uh the select non-select thing and how it affects uh different schools obviously you guys are a uh, a, a non-select school correct and, and that does that stay that way with this new system and how does that shake out with regards to your your uh you know view of of, yeah. of this whole situation yeah yeah we'll, we'll stay non-select and, and really you know george i get this question a bunch to be completely honest, you know, I, I don't pay a whole bunch of attention to it. Um, you know, we're going to play whoever they tell us to play. Um, you know, uh, the decisions that are being made are, are out of our hands. Um, but as far as, you know, it affecting us, I mean, I, I've peeked at it. And you know, there's a few schools that now, you know, instead of being in our bracket during the playoff time, you know, they won't be, you know, the, the Edna Cars and the Warren Eastons and, and schools of that nature, you know, um, you know, there's still a few perennials in our in our bracket. You know, Neville's still in there. Uh, Lakeshore is going to be in there. You know, so there's still going to be a tough bracket. But I guess in the in the big scheme of things, if if you take a step back and look at it, I mean, I I guess if what they're trying to accomplish is a split, a true split, I guess they, they got it right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, it, it's it's something that 
you know, it's 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 kind of been a frustrating thing for a lot of schools. And, and, and to be honest, it's just one of those things that, you know, hey, if they tell us this is where we're going to play, well, then that's where we're going to play. And we're going to do our best and, and control what we can control, really. Yeah, and, and do, I'm curious, do do the kids ask you about this, or is this just all the parents uh, discussing it? Do the kids even have an idea? I'll be honest, the kids, they're, I don't want to say oblivious to it, but, I mean, they're just so focused on, on getting better each and every day and, and, and doing what they're supposed to do um, from a from a uh, you know standpoint of getting getting better as an athlete and a football player that, you know, they, this this isn't a conversation that we have with our kids, I guess I should say. Um, so, no, it, it's not something that we talk about on a daily basis. Uh, you know, we see it in the news. Uh, we peek at it. We may make a few comments as a coaching staff. You know, but at the end of the day, we move on. Uh, you know, you're going to play who's on our schedule. Um, we're going to play if we're, if we're lucky enough to get in the playoffs. We'll play whoever we draw and and, and move on. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach King Gidry from the Rain High Wolves uh, joining us here, and uh, you, you know, you double duty as a as a as a as a baseball <laughs> coach. Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to bring it up or not, but you you coach a you know a bunch of little kids as well, not just high schoolers, right? Uh you're well, excited you're excited about that Rain Pinto All-Stars or what? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, whenever I uh, I got the head football job, I thought my baseball days were over until uh, until my, my son you know, got into it pretty good and, and started making these all-star teams. So, like I tell you what, I, I get this a lot. A lot of a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, they know that I coach high school football. So we'll see them at the ballpark and and you know they make a comment. Oh, you know, uh, I bet you, you you wish you were coaching these old. I said, look, sometimes I think these younger kids, these seven eight year olds, listen a lot better than the seventeen eighteen year olds listen. So it's <laughs> it, it's a pleasure. I, I do enjoy coaching the little kids and. It's an opportunity to kind of groom them how you want them or how it sh- they should come up and, and, and respect the game and, and all those good things. But got a lot of good kids on that team, got a lot of good, you know, parental support, and, and it's fun. You know, the city, the city of Rain has a, has a rich history of, of, of quality all-star baseball teams, and we just kind of ride in that wave. Yeah, yeah. Last year's team went uh, finished second in the world. and uh, yeah, yeah, second in the World Series. Georgia's yeah. boys. Uh, yeah. Harrison's on that team and a really good baseball player. He's back on it this year. And so him and my son, uh, Lee Michael, do a lot of play a lot of ball together. Yeah, sure enough, man. Well, coach, best of luck this year. Look forward to uh to covering you in uh some some of these football games as as we roll on and the season wears on and we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me and I'll see you. I'll see you at the ballpark tonight, Joe. <laughs> That's right. We got a game tonight. Uh, you might see me. I, I got to work, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Somebody got to pay the bill. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Kane. That's Kane Gidry, the uh, head uh, football coach at uh, Rain High. We'll take a break. We'll uh, react to some of the things he said when we come back. You're listening to Footnotes here. On 103.7 The Game Lafayette, 104.1 The Game Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We're back after this. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. That's because you've already found the perfect match. For Sports Talk Love, that is... I'm ready for love. Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back into the show. 
Uh, George Faust here. Hannah Five Names over there. And uh, you right where you're at, just where we like it. Thanks so much for sticking with us and listening. And, uh, yeah, look, um, some some interesting uh, stuff there from Kane Gidry, the head coach of the Rain High Wolves. You know, he's right. You know, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. it, it you just, as a coach, as a team, you just have to go out and play the games that are put in front of you. And, uh, and if you have to play a, uh, an Edna Carr or a Neville, you know, you just got to play an Edna Carr or a Neville. It's it's uh, obviously Edna Carr and Warren Easton not not considered. They are considered select now. Uh, Neville and Lakeshore. Lakeshore, of course, uh, their new head coach is Brent Indest. So a lot of people around here know know Coach Indest, and and uh, so he'll be he'll be over there. And I have a feeling they'll be pretty good. Um, uh, and so yeah, so. Uh, it's it you just have to there's not a whole lot you can do about it It, hopefully that you you just trust that the the people in charge are making the the best decisions for the kids and uh, i think that's where a lot of people um uh get get uh misconstrued they forget that you know this the the whole point is so that the kids can have an experience and uh you know grow as humans as as athletes as and 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 that's that's the end goal, not uh, giving everybody a trophy um, with regards to, you know, uh, 12 state cha- – nine state championships or whatever we have uh, currently. Uh, but uh, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and uh, they, they won district outright. The Rain Wolves did, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and they finished the season – um, well, they had a five-game win streak uh, halfway through the season, so midway through the season. So uh, they were able to kind of uh, uh, take care of their district play. Um, all right, well, let me read this. The game, the bur- – oh, wait. Uh, yeah, there we go. The game birthday bash. It's the game's birthday, and this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate 10 years of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Join us as Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey on Wednesday. There will be delicious wings and amazing door prizes, including station swag, Astros tickets, a 50-inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, and a round of golf with car uh, with cart sweet at Cane Row Golf Course. One hundred and fifty dollar gift card uh, to Mosley's and Hallard's uh, men's clothing and much more. In addition, crunch time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B Dubs on Wednesday from four to nine uh, for the game's tenth birthday bash. You're right, Hannah. The, you added some prizes in there. <laughs> through, through, through me for a curveball there the a round of golf with cart at cane row golf course there you go and uh and the 150 dollars gift card from mosley's and hollard men's clothing that's the those were the new prizes that, that i didn't read the last <laughs> that last hour um well cool <laughs> good stuff good stuff all right so uh I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about. So I filled out a bracket, Hannah, for the college. You did. You yes. told me. Yeah, yeah. So I already hear it. I it, so it's funny because I don't have it in front of me, but I do. I kind of remember what I did. So I have uh, I have A and M winning their first game against Oklahoma, and I have Notre Dame beating Texas, which I'm a little bit nervous about because for some reason Texas in my mind, as I sit here and think about it, have a couple of days to kind of mull over what I've done. 
Texas looks pretty good to me. I'm a little little nervous about that <laughs> Texas, but I have so I have Texas uh, losing to Notre Dame, um, and then in the bot that's bracket one, uh, and then in bracket two there's Stanford, Arkansas, Auburn, and Ole Miss. So Stanford and Arkansas, I have, I think I have Stanford winning that. I think I, I'm pretty sure I have Stanford winning that. If I, if not, I do now. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Auburn and Ole Miss. Uh, take a guess at who I think is going to win that mm, game. I think it's Auburn yeah. actually. <laughs> War damn eagle, baby. <laughs> no, it's not. Hottie freaking toddy. Uh, the hottie toddies <laughs> will win. But it, it, you know, it, you know, what's funny is uh, I was looking at the records of every one of the teams in the College World Series. There's eight teams in the College World Series. The Ole Miss Rebels have uh, the least amount of wins, thirty-seven. And they have, they're tied with Oklahoma for the most losses. So if there was an underdog, if you like underdogs, you will love the Ole Miss Rebels. They're coming for you. <laughs> uh, they they but they took two of three from Auburn uh, earlier this year. Uh, so I, I'm not I'm not too concerned about Auburn. I think they'll they'll probably win that game. I think they're better than Auburn. I really do. Uh, and so I think Auburn, uh, although Auburn had to win in the Corvallis Regional Super Regional, that's that says a lot to me because you had to travel from Auburn all the way to Corvallis, you know, to Oregon to take care of Oregon State, and uh, that was that's impressive. That I'm not going to lie, uh, all these teams were impressive though. Ole Miss, the the streak that they went on in the postseason. That's impressive. Auburn going to Corvallis to win. That's impressive. Arkansas, they kind of mirror Ole Miss, right? They they've they they had a fast start to the season. They only have 19 losses. They've won 43 games. That's an impressive team there. Stanford, they're Stanford. They it seems like Stanford's always in there. Stanford and Texas, they seem like perennials every year. Like I was talking about yesterday, I think LSU is in that mix too. You always think LSU's always going to be there. It's just a given, right? But that's how, that's kind of how you feel about Stanford and Texas as well. Um, so, so, I, I, yeah. So those, that team, that's bracket two there. Uh, I mean, you look at Notre Dame; they they have forty wins, fifteen losses, and the last time they were in the college the college world series they it, Paul Maneri was their coach that was back in 2002 so uh, before Paul Maneri came to LSU he took Notre Dame uh to the to the college world series they also have uh so Texas they're they're probably considered one of the favorites i would think uh A&M is is a team that's uh, A&M kind of reminds me a little bit of Tennessee because they they they're you know ten, Tennessee's cocky and brash and so is A&M so is A and M. They're they're that's how they are. That's 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 their mantra, man. They're 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 not fooling around. So A and M, I got them winning. Oklahoma losing. I got. I think I actually put Notre Dame winning, uh, but Texas is scaring me. And then so I, out of that game, I, I got A and M. Uh, I mean Oklahoma and Texas playing each other in the losers bracket. I think Texas wins that. Yeah, and and so I, I'll just go to the finals because if I go through the whole bracket, I'll be here another hour and I only yes. have twenty minutes um, because I, I like to break it down. But I have Ole Miss, so this is who I have in the final in the final series. I have Ole Miss somehow sneaking in there, <laughs> and then uh, Notre Dame. 
That's kind of a kind of an underdog championship, if you will. But I, the more I think about it, though, I I I don't like looking at it and thinking over it, thinking over, it, thinking over. It. I just want them to hurry up and start playing so I can watch. A um, and M in Texas look really good to me, and that makes me a little nervous for uh, for my pick of Notre Dame to get there, but. Uh, <laughs> so we got Ole Miss. Uh, I think Ole Miss. Uh, I really do think Ole Miss can get through that uh, of of that bracket. They don't have to face A and M. They don't have to face Texas uh, until the championship. The only, I, I mean, they know what they got in Arkansas. Arkansas beat them earlier this year. Uh, they beat Auburn uh, in the series earlier this year. Um, so I, I, I think Arkansas and Auburn. Those are two teams Ole Miss can beat. Uh, Stanford, I don't know a whole lot about. I just know that perennially they're they're one of the top teams in college baseball. Uh, I I just I think Ole Miss can do it I, if they if they keep their keep that momentum they have. I mean they didn't give up a run in the supers uh, to Southern Miss, so I I I like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss, and uh, I'll stick with Ole Miss Notre Dame in the final, and we'll see what happens. I, I have it written down. I have a date on it, so when Ole Miss wins the national championship, I can. You know, pull it out and show everybody. See, I told yes, you. If, if, if they win, I might have to talk foot into bringing you on just to do a <laughs> little brag segment Woo-hoo! for yourself. Yeah, just a little, a little bit of excitement there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the College World Series. It's one of my favorite things, and I've said this uh, before. You know, in '96 when LSU uh, won the national championship on Warren Morris's uh, home run uh, to beat Miami. That that year, I was I was actually covering the SEC tur- tournament that year, and uh, that was it was just a bl- the, those those teams were just unreal. Like the, those LSU teams, even at, I think they played Alabama that year, and it was it was just a, a slugfest. It was so fun to watch, and I think that's what intrigues me about kind of the way the Cajuns play baseball. In fact, is is that they they hit the ball. They they they're an offensive minded team. They get on base. They're going to steal bases. They're going to do what they need to do to make uh, to make the game exciting. And I think that's why I kind of I, I I like what Ole Miss does. Tim Elko is Ole Miss's first baseman. Uh, he's he's a guy who's you know had ACL surgeries and 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 just play. He hit he hit like three home runs on a on a torn ACL. Was, the guy's amazing, and he's a team captain. And uh, he and, and Mike Bianco he deserves uh, a, an opportunity to go out on top here and get to that uh, championship and and win one. And they they had him dead to rights earlier this this year, even though the team was first in the country. And uh, I just think it, it's a great story. And there's there's great stories all over the place, but uh, that story resonates with me a little bit more. So there's the the NCAA Men's College World Series. It'll start up on June 17th, and uh, the first game is on Friday at 1 p.m., June 17th. So that's tomorrow. So the first game, we don't have to wait too long. Uh, A&M and Oklahoma on ESPN there. So uh, that'll be the first game. And then the second game of the night will be Texas and Notre Dame, and that'll be on uh, at 6 p.m. So uh there you go. The, and then the, the the bracket two plays on Saturday. And uh, the only game that's on ESPN2, which doesn't really matter in these days, that doesn't mean anything. It just means they had to switch stations. Ole Miss and Auburn are on uh, 
ESPN2 on Saturday at uh, 6. So uh, so there you go. There, There's there's the pick. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is going to win it all. Uh, you heard it here first. And if I'm right, I'll brag like crazy. And if I'm wrong, well, I'm wrong. But uh, wouldn't it be cool? Mississippi State won the national championship a year ago. They won the – and if Ole Miss could pull it off and win it this year – Wow, that would be that'd be amazing. I wonder how many times that's happened to where a team, a different team from the same state, has won the national championship in back-to-back seasons. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the stat is on that. That'd be, require a little bit of research. So uh, I might I might try and do that and uh, and see what see what that if that's ever happened. Like if Auburn won one year and then Alabama won the next, or uh, if Texas won one year and then. TCU or Rice won the next year after that. So I would figure if it did happen, it'd probably be from the state of Texas or California. It'd be like USC won one year and then Pepperdine or or or, uh, or UCLA or something like that. That's that'd be my guess. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I might have to look that up and or get the get the get the old Google machine kicking on that on that one and see if they can bring that up. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll uh, come back, wrap up the show as uh, we have what the final 14, 13 minutes left in the show. And uh, hopefully, you're enjoying your Thursday. I'm George Faust in for Kevin here on Footnotes. You're listening to the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to the show, George Faust. Um, A good point. Uh, by one of our listeners, uh, Hannah, help me out. Uh, who who brought up a good point? Uh, this, so this his point. name is Steve. You call him Salty Steve because every day but Fridays he is usually salty about something. Okay. Um, but he says it may have been Miami and Florida that won back to back. Possibly that that is possible. That's a good that's a good point because uh, Florida Miami always have been in there. That could that could very well be the case. A lot of good baseball uh, in the state of Florida as well. Um, so yeah, that's a possibility. I haven't I haven't looked it up. Uh, my hands are freezing. It is freezing cold in here. I like I am I am like my hands are ice ice cold, and so I'm, uh, I'm I can barely move my I, I'm getting old, Hannah. So like I got like I can barely move my <laughs> fingers. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Ricky Bobby when I when I I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, you ever seen that movie? I feel like I have. Yeah, uh, the uh, 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 what the heck's the name of the movie? Ricky Ricky Bobby's the star character. Na- uh, Talladega Nights. Yes, yes, I have. Yes, surprisingly, I have. Yes. Oh, well, that's a great movie. It's, it's yeah. Hilarious. There's a lot of like older movies that like Ray Watts have watched, and I have not watched. So that's you know our old friend Madeline. She 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 was like that. I would say I would say a movie. <laughs> and she go, I haven't seen it. I'm like you haven't, <laughs> you haven't seen Field of Dreams. Oh no, I haven't seen. You haven't seen Major League. Oh no, I haven't seen. I'm mm-hmm. Like oh my goodness, what movies are you watching? Anyway, and it's so easy to watch movies now. All you gotta do is pop on to Netflix or some other streaming service, and 
Yeah, but there's so much you have to like actually have the movie or have to like do the whole like re- you know borrow or rent it. And yeah. I was like, no. Like, where did the Redbox go? Where did Blockbuster go? Like, I need those back. Blockbuster, see, that's a, that's a throwback. Like, I'm surprised you even know what Blockbuster is. I had some Blockbuster. Oh, okay, I have a Blockbuster. Used block to have bu- the next like it was like the main little road by my house. Okay, it was a McDonald's. And there's Blockbuster. Now Blockbuster's like chillers, I think. <laughs> well, I, I actually have a Blockbuster card. Like, like don't a, have one of those. A membership card. Like, and then they, they would charge you for not rewinding. That's some BS right there, by the way. Yeah, that I got past. I didn't have as much. I didn't worry about that. Yeah. Well, that's, I knew I had to be tape at DVDs. one point. Uh, yeah, was, mainly when I was in, it was mainly DVDs, and <laughs> it was like the phasing out of right, VCR. Bl- yeah, right, but like, right. <laughs> my grandmother didn't have cable in North Carolina, so okay. we literally spent a week playing the same VeggieTales VCR tape. Uh, <laughs> that like, we went home and it's all we were singing. We couldn't like, people were like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "That's all I know right now." I for a week straight I listened to VeggieTales. So uh, leave me alone. Well, it's better than some of the stuff I'm telling you. Some of the stuff my kid like they get on that YouTube and they'll just sit there and watch it. And and we have to we have to halt our kids from watching it. And they can't watch it when I'm around because those those and and. Those kids are so disrespectful. And, and like, if you watch, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm old, but good night. You get like, even on the like the Disney, uh, you know, channel, all that Disney stuff. They're so disrespectful sometimes to the parents. It's like, no, you don't talk to your parent like that. Yeah. And then, and then my kid thinks he can talk to me like that. Oh no, no, uh, no, no, not gonna happen. So it, it's interesting because so you got to monitor because it, especially on YouTube, I think just it just rolls through. So they just go find whatever, and I don't know. I, 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 I maybe I should, I should get. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Maybe I should like just put myself on there and let people like people like they're watching the stupidest stuff. Here, let's open a binder. Okay, here, here's the binder right here. I'm opening it. Thank. Oh, I'm gonna close the binder. And, and it, <laughs> a million views. A million views on somebody opening and closing a binder. Are you kidding me? What are we oh, watching? Yeah. And then you do unboxing. Like sometimes I'll watch an unboxing because like some of them now like I'm on like wedding side of TikTok. Right. So like there's constantly of like the Mrs. Boxes and all these other stuff. So like I'll watch those, but like I'll find a random but, and it's like a live of like probably a seven year old child that has a random username. I'm like, how am I? How am I here? Right. But they're like, oh look, I'm playing with my fidget, and I pre- <laughs> like, yeah, we got it. You play the fidget, cool. <laughs> like I don't understand. I just uh, I don't get it. And like every time I walk into the den and that's on, I go turn that crap off. I mean, like I'm begging them to turn on the TV and watch something normal, like something from a network, which is. You know, watch ESPN, watch Disney, watch watch something. Even though some of those shows on Disney are, are outrageous too. But anyway, I I, I digress because yes. I get all uh, uh, so frustrated about does it. This What's up? Ca- so I'm I'm not sure of like people's letters for colleges, but it have at some point where did it go? Uh, 1957 California won the College World Series, and then the very next year Southern California. There you go. So that's yeah, so that's cat. Ca- that's cat. What year was that? That was fifty seven and fifty eight. Okay, so Cal did it, and then and then USC. Yes, I'd have been Cal and USC. Sometimes I'm like, they could do the same thing. They could just change the school. No, no, that's that's too (laughs) different. So nineteen fifty seven, fifty eight. Yep. Yep. I told you it was California or Texas. Is that the is that the last time? Um. Nineteen fifty seven, fifty eight. Cal. 
And I'm gonna be done see. with this, but where's yeah. Rice from? Uh, Houston. That's then Houston. again in 2002, Texas won, and then 2003, Rice won. Oh, see, there you go. I and I mentioned Rice, Texas, and Rice. So, Boom! Uh, look at that. How about that? Like so both it's of only them. Ha- <laughs> right, right. It only right. California and Texas. What you said? That's, that's it. Hey, just uh, you know, I, I I got lucky. Um, so that's is that it? Is that it? Uh, that looks like that's it. So just twice. Hey, we just did a little research on the air, and y'all y'all got to Boom, be a part of. Look it. at that. Um, so twice that's happened. So this would be this would be, if Ole Miss could pull it off and win the College World Series, it'd be the third time in the history of the College World Series that uh, two different teams from the same state have won the uh, – the, uh, I, I, don't be surprised if I use that tomorrow and uh, <laughs> on my show. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us as uh, we wrap things up. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we hope we imparted a little knowledge to you. And, uh, hey, look, I'm always glad to fill in. Thanks for Kevin for having me, all of you guys. And remember what my dad always used to tell me, remember you represent your family. I'm George Faust in for Kevin. This is Footnotes, 1037 The Game, Lafayette, 1041 The Game, Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Have a good one.